Hi, my name is Aaron. My name is Edwin. And my name is Haley. And this is, oh, I was going to say today we're going to be discussing um, Fergalicious. Okay, <laughs> and this is Road Trip Chats. Uh, this week's stories are Olivia J does a red table talk. An anti-masking TikToker goes viral after multiple family members die. Body cam footage shows Florida PD raiding the home of a scientist who was studying COVID. The COVID vaccine getting approved. Moments teachers made a big impact on students. Ben and Jerry's honors Colin Kaepernick with a new ice cream flavor. State legislators file law- a lawsuit against Facebook in an attempt to potentially break it up. And aliens exist, according to one Israeli official. And the Trump administration carried out their ninth execution of the year. Okay, guys, how you doing? Oh, just great, Aaron. How are you? Peachy. Feeling feeling 100. Good. Good for you. <laughs> feeling 100. Wow. Feeling absolutely 100%. Okay. Edwin, you're first. Tell us about Olivia Jade and her table talk with Jada. So this week, Olivia Jade um, went on Red Table Talk with um, Jada Pekin Smith, her mother, and Willow Smith. So the three women, um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this or anybody out there, you know, they get together and Mm -hmm. just, they read people to filth. Like you go on there with whatever, I mean, they're infamous for what's your face? The one that Khloe Kardashian... I forgot the one Jordan. Jordan yeah, she. It is the opposite. Yeah. They, they kind of. I don't feel like it's reading. Defense. I feel like they're just there to have an honest. They have conversation. a conversation. They're yeah. Not like you're. But it's it's you. it's honest and on on this red table talk with Olivia Jade, I felt like a little bit of it was reading. Um, Olivia Jade went on there. This year she became famous. Was it this year or last year? I feel like this has been going on for a long time. I think it was last year. Last year, Olivia Jade was part of the college admission scandal. Her mother, Lori Laughlin, and her dad, Mosimo, um, the famous Target designer, um, they were caught up in a major scandal at USC. Um, and her and her sister, I forgot her sister's name, they were allegedly on the like water polo team or something. They were on some sort of water sport, even though they were not. The parents paid money and faked um, records for them to be admitted into USC. And along with that, Lori Laughlin had to serve prison time and major fines were paid. And this is just the aftermath of that huge scandal. And Olivia Jade went on the show and shared her opinions. And it was, it was kind of, I personally thought it was interesting to watch like the child's point of view because we kind of, she was kind of silenced. And I guess she was one of the more famous ones because she had like the, a YouTube channel and she was like a little influencer, you know, like that's very popular now. And she lost apparently like um, a lot of deals with a lot of companies, uh, promotional deals. And on the Red Table Talk, Olivia Jade said that she felt that this was more of her father's doing because her father really wanted her to go to school here in the area because he did not want his two daughters to be away and that she was completely unaware of what was going on. And along with that, she also said that she was completely unaware of the immense amount of white privilege that she and her sister have with everything that happened. And I think that's an interesting conversation and an interesting thing for her to finally realize that her and her family, her sister, they have white privilege. Um, and yeah, I thought that was a very interesting conversation that was had. And 
Olivia says that she wants to return back to her YouTube channel and to continue to post more on social media. And her interest is to post more stories and to post and share stories that don't highlight her white privilege because she realized that a lot of her YouTube videos were very much so like, oh, look what I'm wearing. Look at what I'm eating. Look at my vacations. It was just her showing her privilege. And she says that she wants to stray away from that and share real life experiences. Did you say that she knew what was happening? She didn't. Oh. She she didn't know that she was part of this admission scandal, allegedly. And what, so do you think she's angry right now? Well, something that was brought up as well on the Red Table Talk was that she hasn't talked to her mother, Lori Laughlin, since she went to jail and all this happened. And because of COVID, she hasn't talked to her. Um, I think there's like a little underlying resentment under that just because of how scandalous this was. And she kind of lost a lot of stuff, Olivia Jade. I mean, I personally don't know what she lost. Like, she still has her credit card. She's living her life, you know. I don't Mm. know. Um, but who knows what's going to happen after this, if she's really wants to open up and have discussions about white privilege, because considering like what's going on this year, that's an interesting conversation to be had. And if she is serious about it, she does have a lot of potential to be a powerful ally. That would be a cool way to change her YouTube yes. and her whole. Yes. Um, she, she has thing. power in being a white girl because People, white people are needed in order for social movements to be made. So, unfortunately, we do need somebody like Olivia Jade or Lori Laughlin on the side of BLM in order for it to move forward. So, hopefully, if she is serious, maybe she will be sharing her opinions on uh, Black Lives Matter and highlight what white privilege is in this country. So I thought that was I thought it was an interesting thing, and I think it's crazy that this is still going on. I mean, it's been years of this already. I think this is like two years since the college admission scandal, and I mean, good for her to be able to share her opinion. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. How about you? How about you? You good? I'm good. I thought I said it, some things already. Yeah. It's your turn. Um. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it um i hope she's being genuine like i hope she doesn't just feel because she's under the spotlight i think this is just i hope she's being serious and not minority baiting saying that she wants to highlight and share different stories and different viewpoints because that's something that does need to be said and done and to happen in order for like i said social movements to be made and done she can be an ally and it can be very powerful Mm -hmm. Because she is a college-educated, rich white woman. So if she is serious, like, these are... She can be a major ally, and it could be a major thing to have in that on the side of, like, BLM or on the side of minorities. Hopefully she does educate herself, and she realizes the amount of privilege that she has. Because, I mean, like, she didn't know her parents were that rich and that they could just buy her way into USC. Allegedly. I think she knew. Um I also think that this is a celebrity that's making the rounds on, well, she's only done one talk show, but I think she will be making the rounds um, to just try to save her image so that she can continue making money in her business ventures. And that's what I think this is. Uh, It's, it's, yeah, you don't need to do a red table talk to make a change and to just start 
fresh. Um, maybe it is a genuine attempt, but it, I don't, I don't trust it, and I don't know that it is. Um, but time will tell. I agree with that. So I don't know. Well, like like he said, time will tell if this is genuine or not. If she does feel this way, because I mean, even um, the grandma on Red Table Talk and all of them, the Smith family, they said that this happened in a year of BLM. And on one side, you have Olivia Jade that got her fame and like white privilege. Well, her white privilege didn't go anywhere, but her fame did. And she's kind of considered like a joke now. And then on the other side, you have like real issues happening. We have like people that are suffering in jail systems and that people that are being arrested and killed. So it's just this happened in a year where in the United States, everything is like so polarizing. So we'll see what she truly feels because it was brought up that Mm -hmm. she does have white privilege. Well, we'll hope for the best Yeah. and keep us uh, informed Yeah. on what she does next. Cause I, mean, I know I don't, I don't follow her. I don't follow her either. I only saw this just cause it was, it a was discussed story. and it was brought up because Red Table Talk is like a, it's a big show on YouTube. So mm-hmm. we'll see. All right. So anti-masker Jada Woods from Hayden, Alabama came under fire recently for being an anti-masker as well as making videos talking about her relatives passing away from COVID. Woods's uncle, aunt, and grandfather all succumbed to the virus this fall. And finally, Woods gave into wearing a mask and said that she was doing it for the haters. Um, here's a quick uh, montage of her multiple TikToks where she discusses how she feels about this. Lately, I forget my mask. I go up to a store and it says mask required. And I'm like, crap, I'm just going to go in anyway and see if they let me in. Never have anything said to me, so now I just don't wear it. Nobody says anything. Hey, I'm just here to say, vote for Trump. Go Trump. Let's go. I'm on the way to my uncle's funeral. The one who called me his little girlfriend growing up because I thought he was strong like Walker, Texas Ranger. Tomorrow, I'll be on the way to my papa's funeral. My dad's best friend. He was just fishing with my dad two weeks ago. My aunt's on the ventilator, sedated, and has no idea that her dad's funeral is tomorrow. She's going to wake up in a few weeks to the news. Just pray for my family, you guys. It means a lot. What in the actual heck is wrong with people? Okay, quick update. My aunt didn't make it either. She died on my papa's funeral. So, my dad lost his sister and his dad in the same week. Hey, for all you haters, I'm putting this mask on to go into Starbucks to get my coffee. Thoughts? (laughs) Wait, wait, before I was going to say, I knew I had a feeling. So, before anyone says anything, just remember, these podcasts will last forever. So, don't say something you're going to regret. Yes. Got it. I mean, okay. <laughs> this is this is a hard one because, like, part of me does feel bad for uh, their family and what's going on. But then on the other side of that, what do you expect to happen when you don't believe in masks or social distancing? It's been proven that wearing a face mask helps stop the spread of COVID. Social distancing as well. So when you have people in these high risk groups, like her grandpa, 
and her older aunt, like, that's what happens. Like, I've, like, from personal experience with people that I know that have had COVID, the older you are, the worse it is. And you have, like, those lingering symptoms. And if you have poor health and diet and history of smoking, you're probably going to be on a ventilator. So what happened? It's sad, but at the same time, what do you expect? And it's, Yeah. It's like a yeah. she learned the hard way unfortunately she and i don't I think hope she, she learned i don't think she has learned yeah. because even her response of like i'm doing i'm just she gonna wear it the, warm like i'm gonna wear it for the haters it's just like oh my it's god just, like how many people yeah. need to die not genuine yeah just yeah and, oh. I, I'm, and i'm glad like honestly these are one of those moments where i do feel like people should attack her on social media maybe not attack her but call her out on social media to just say like hey learn your lesson like we're all gonna we're all gonna post certain emojis on her, all of her instagram or whatever because she needs to learn look I'm, i think people like that are her name so, is jada woods okay. i think i think people like jada woods <laughs> are so unattached from, from hayden alabama <laughs> oh god they're from alabama That's she needs like, to learn are you, if you're listening girl Learn your lesson. She needs to learn, but I feel like people like that are so unattached from reality that they choose to ignore science and fact. So she's going to find another reason for her grandparents dying. I just hope she can remember that it's probably her, I mean, in the future, her not wearing a mask, you know, causing the same kind of issue for another family, losing a family yeah. member. Like, we're all responsible for going out there and masking or not yeah. masking. And this isn't the last time we're going to see a pandemic happen. Hopefully we learn from this mistake, but there is a chance that something like this will happen. I think in the past we've been fortunate enough to have good leaders. I do blame the Trump administration for yes. the mishandling of this entire pandemic. But through Obama, we were able to avoid Ebola and Zika. So it's like it can be done. Governments can get together and you know, handle pandemics. Other countries have already, they're lived and moved past COVID, but this country's still stuck there. So you should definitely still be wearing a mask. Yes. Haley, what about your story? <sighs> oh, okay. Um, so my story is about uh, body cam footage that was released last week um, showing Florida, Florida policemen uh, raiding a ex-COVID scientist home. Um, her name was Rebecca Jones. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. Heard of it? No. So um, basically, the body cam footage showed uh, policemen uh, going into her house, holding her at gunpoint. She has her arms up in the air. But before she answered the door and opened the door, she set her camera down to videotape them coming in. So she wanted to ha um, have her butt covered um, by doing this. Um so far, she hasn't been charged with any crime um, officially, but um, she is a former Department of Health employee. And it is claimed that she sent unauthorized messages um, to the public about COVID-19 data. Um, so she helped create the coronavirus dashboard. And she was fired last May after raising questions about the data that was put out there. Um she was told by uh, state officials to manipulate data on corona on the coronavirus dashboard um, to try to paint a better optimistic future of um, the state's current numbers. COVID-19 numbers, mm. um, which she did not agree with, making them, um, you know, seem more positive for whatever reason, opening up again. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, pretty crazy stuff. So um, what, what was the arrest or the raid exactly for? Were they trying to, did she steal files or why were they in her home? So they, they must have had a warrant for something. Yeah. So um, they had a warrant out for her arrest because she made some information. And the thing is, I'm very confused about the story because there is there wasn't too much in-depth information about what she did. But something about her making COVID-19 data public and releasing information that she wasn't supposed to. Got it. Which makes it so fishy to me. This happened in Florida, though, which is not surprising to me. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> it's like Florida. Ugh. But one thing I will say, um, gov- uh, uh, there was a lot of backlash to the governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, from the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, saying that he was, you know, how, what, what am I supposed to say here? Like, He's incompetent? Basically that. But when they traced back, like, who ordered this to happen uh, apparently he didn't know about this i don't know how that Fishy. goes yeah that he didn't ina- he did not initiate this investigation um uh, it was more of the health department i don't know how yeah, a governor something, uh, something is so up. weird yeah, about yeah. this but anyways um if you guys haven't seen the video i would go check it out uh the officials the policemen who were there and that department you know, release a statement saying that, you know, the policemen handled themselves very well. They were very patient with her. In the video, isn't isn't she also screaming like he's pointing a gun at my kid? Yes. Her children? You know, I tried to watch the video and I rewinded it to see. I didn't see any children in the video. Yeah, I couldn't in that angle. I didn't, but who knows? Angles yeah. make a difference. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. I mean... I don't have much to say on it. It's very fishy, and because we don't know very much, it's hard to give an opinion on it. Um, maybe we can include that in our podcast, that when the news podcast, because I'm gonna have to do more research and find out what's going on. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she released a small statement after um, she was taken in, and she briefly just said that you know they were there to serve um, a, a search warrant for a computer of hers. Um, and I guess the delay of her actually opening the door is what caused them to just barge in. But mm. in my opinion, gunpoint, I don't know, having someone at gunpoint doesn't really justify, I mean, her not opening the door in time yeah. does not justify being held at gunpoint. I mean, but not that it's an excuse, so it's not like we haven't seen that from police officers before. Yes. You literally have like little black boys being shot at because they think they have a gun or like we we all know the pointing mm-hmm. guns is just bread and butter to cops i think too just because we have like a more militarized police system it i mean they can point a gun at you for anything if yeah. they feel threatened a gun is going to be pointed in your face when and that's like, all subjective in like, the uk that's not the case like they don't have a gun in on their waist ready to go and they're not they're going to point their gun they just don't have a militarized system of policing yeah. And unfortunately here we do and things like this yeah. are repercussions of that. Yeah. So all right. Um, Edwin, I think you are next with the COVID vaccine getting approved. Oh, so the COVID vaccine has been getting approved across the world. So um we've they've already began 
uh, vaccinations in the UK, and they are currently addressing that here in the United States. And it actually was announced today that they will begin to purchase and distribute um, the Pfizer vaccine. We could be see we could um, be um, getting these vaccines by this week. They're saying you, this weekend or by Monday. Mm -hmm. um, of course, first it will go to healthcare and hospital workers, which I think is fair. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it will be going to everybody else. So um, we'll see when there'll be an end to this. But at this point, they're, they are thinking that there might not be a sufficient amount of vaccines until the summer of 2021. So um, we'll see what happens. So I don't th I don't think this COVID thing is going away anywhere. And um, it'll be interesting. I mean, do you guys think you guys are going to get the vaccine if it's available to you? Yes, Sign me up. for sure. Sign me up. Stick it in me. Yep. Yes, I want to be free. I mean, we, you know, everything I, will still be closed, and we're still gonna have to wear masks until. Yeah. I will still be. I'll, I'll be free somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I'll feel free. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get it. Uh, yeah. Sure. Ready. Yes, so I believe in science. Yeah. Yeah. If I can put a, I saw the a TikTok that I think summed it up very well, and she's just like, "Am I gonna get the vaccine?" And she's like. Yeah, I'm gonna get the vaccine. She's like, I have a. She's like, I eat American sliced cheese, and I have no idea what the hell's in that. She's <laughs> like, and I've eaten probably a thousand in my life. So she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna get the vaccine. That's just yeah, same. And there's a, a the opposite side to that. They don't know what's in the vaccine. Anti-vaxxers, you know. You don't know what's in any of your damn vaccines. Yeah, you're not a up. doctor. You're not a fucking. You know. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> Sorry, I have Aaron. a lot of feelings about this. In case you guys are wondering, Aaron doesn't let us cuss on the podcast. That's why Haley feels bad for cussing because Aaron doesn't let us. It's okay. But um, I just I think the the COVID pandemic has made everybody doctors, so everybody knows what's in vaccines and you're right. We're all doctors. Pandemic. We're all so trained we're all professionals now. <laughs> so it should be interesting, but. This this is a little sigh of relief, knowing that there could be a potential end to this. Yeah. But we still have to come together as a country and... No, we don't. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just come together. Come together. And, you know, um, Biden, <laughs> Biden will become president January 20th. I still don't see an end to this within the next month. No. Nope. So we'll see what come, what becomes of all this. Yeah. If they are saying that it'll take till the summer of 2021... For there to be a possible control and enough vaccinations, um, we could still potentially be on lockdown, and we may see a stricter lockdown with Biden. So who knows what'll happen? We may have more stimulus checks Love it. and lock us down. Yeah, it should be interesting. But all right, um, are we good? Move on. Yeah. Okay. So um, I there was an article in BuzzFeed that talked about like moments that teachers made a huge impact to their students. So I wanted to share some of them with you guys. And then here, one that uh, where maybe a, a, you remember a teacher that made these kind of efforts or some version of it, or even if it wasn't a teacher, maybe it was the admin, the assistant administrator or something in the school. Anyway, so here we go. I went um, to public school, so these moments. You never know. Okay, so at my high school, we had an annual week-long science trip fully paid for by fundraising. Only four people were selected to go each year. My sophomore year, I was chosen. I knew there was no way I was going to be allowed to go. And I had never been out of the state, never even on a single vacation, never on a plane, never been away from home for more than 24 hours. 
and my parents were incredibly conservative and immediately said no. Well, I had one science teacher who just didn't accept no for an answer. Instead of just giving up and selecting someone else, he called and tried to convince my parents. When that didn't work, he came to my house and had dinner with my family to convince my dad that I would be an asset and he would be uh, doing me a disservice by not letting me go. He sat and ate my mom's terrible cooking and talked to my parents for two hours until he got a will think about it. Then he just kept following up. I had never had someone in my corner like that before who was willing to go to bat for me like that. He wore them down. They let me go. And it was the best week of my teenage life. I'd never seen the ocean before that trip. 20 years later, I can recall every detail from that trip. It was a major turning point for me. Another one, my physics teacher in high school hosted an annual trip to Walt Disney World in Orlando for 15 to 20 kids every week. He was an incredible teacher who found examples of physics everywhere, and he also used to work for Disney prior to the teaching. Since my family was not well off, I could not afford the trip to Walt Disney World, and I declined, and he asked me if I was going to join them. He, uh, he probed a bit somehow, and he found the funds to have me join them without even asking, me, without even asking him to do so. I don't know how he did it, if he pulled school money or if there was a surplus um, or if he did it out of his own pocket, but it was one of the best memories from that school. And he still keeps in touch with him 15 years later. Another one was my third grade teacher, Mrs. Jones. My dad had just deserted us and we were suddenly destitute. Mrs. Jones bought my school pictures for the family and paid for my entire lunch bill that year. She never said a word about it. And she found out later, of course. Um, another one, I got called into work on the day of our class final. So I went to work and I missed the final. When I showed up to class the next day, I apologized to the teacher for missing the final. He asked me, do you want to know the grade you got? When I replied, yes, he said, I gave you an A because if you had been here, that's what you would have gotten. From Mr. Wyatt. Hey, Mr. Wyatt. I was trying not to get <laughs> teary yeah. reading those. Okay, those things are incredibly sweet yeah. and so selfless and oh i also i missed a little piece um so on the the one where he says he got called into work the davis final that guy also said that he joined a typing i forgot to include that paragraph he joined this typing class and he said that every all the students in that class took it as a joke and they didn't care but he really wanted to learn how to type so he paid attention he took a lot of notes and he was just like very committed to his studies and he couldn't go to his final because of work. And that's why the professor gave him an A because he had seen how hard he had worked the entire semester. And he knew he was going to get an A because he knew how he was the yeah. only student that was pretty much committed. So amazing. So do you guys have any, any moments like that? Yes. Even if it's small moments? Yes. Okay, go. Um, I had a math teacher in high school. I sucked at math. I never did my homework, but I always <laughs> stayed after school and showed initiative and like showed that, I, I cared, but I just sucked at it. Mm -hmm. So I think she found that so endearing about me that I was always showed up after, stayed late, asked questions, but I still sucked so bad. To my surprise, that year she gave me her the award, like of, oh, wow. of, for the and I got like a, a D in that class. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, later a she, but she gave like they called my name and I went up there like what? I got a what in math? Like mm -hmm. the what what's the award called when you get chosen for the class? Like waiting get math awards. Like the whatever uh, the class superlative? Something or? like that. But afterwards I said, Miss Miss Bunker's like, why did why she goes, Because you're always honest with me, Haley. You're always oh. honest. Did she, did she fail is, you there? You got a D or? I, I got, probably got a C. I sucked. And but... her name was what? Mrs. Bunker? Mrs. Bunkers, yeah. Mrs. Bunkers. That's cute. What about you, Edwin? For me, I think um, I had two really great teachers in high school. Um, 
Miss Parker and Mr. Nanoski. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody that's been to Elizabeth Learning Center where I went will tell you like they are fantastic teachers and Mr. Nanoski, like he doesn't care. Like he explains science and facts. He's an, an incredible biologist, an intelligent scientist. Mm-hmm. And in 10th grade, when I had him for biology, like he explained what homosexuality was. And, you know, me being gay and me not really knowing, he was the first person that ever like explained that it's just, it's just genetic. It, it happens. It's science. You have no control over it. Mm. And then you have his wife who teaches art. Like she teaches art. Like she teaches you like, like how to see the art and to appreciate. And like, they're just very, both very open and honest and nice. Cause it's very contrasting from other teachers that are, that are essentially like bigots and they're mm. there. I could sense racism. I can sense sexism from these teachers. I could sense homophobia. homophobia. And then you have these teachers that they're just the opposite. are more opposite, the op- complete opposite and are more loving and caring and appreciate everybody. Like so a, yeah, they are married. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. It's science and art. Like yeah. they're both the blend. That is too freaking cute. Yeah. Um, about you, Ryan? No one cares. <laughs> For me, the the one the first one that came to mind when I was reading these was my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Orozco. Uh, when I was younger, I was much more of a performer. I was way more outgoing, confident. Um, I think you still perform to this day. I do, but I'm I only <laughs> I, I do I perform to my friends. But right now you're performing. Yes, yes. I love doing a podcast with comedians. It's great. Um, <laughs> so I was just. I was just, I was performative and I would put on just stupid, I would quote things from TV or movies or whatever. And after school, uh, I would stay to get additional help with my homework. And so uh, she always encouraged me to perform because she just thought it was, I was funny. And uh, so I did a skit from the I Love Lucy show where uh, Lucille Ball and Carol Burnett are in an episode together. And Carol Burnett is like a total klutz, just dropping everything. And I had seen that episode so many times that I had memorized Carol Burnett's uh, lines. So I performed them in front of her and she was just dying. She thought it was the funniest thing. And I remember her comment was, uh, whenever you get the Oscar, you better thank me in your Oscar speech. And I always thought that was so sweet for her to, no one had ever said that and had that much belief in me to just be like, you know, you're going to get an Oscar one day. So All right, we're going to take a quick break, um, and then we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Um, So, yeah, uh, Mrs. Orozco believed in me enough that she was just like, this kid's going to get an Oscar. Um, Look at you now. And look at me now. (laughs) Uh, There's two more, though. And this wasn't really – I think it was just the biggest compliment I think I've ever gotten. Um, But it really is sad. Like, it makes me sad thinking about it now um so Haley, Haley, and i went to uh private schools that would have functions together all the time like school dances things like that and um we had an event that was called trading places and that would be where you find a girl that's going to the all-girls school that Haley went to and i went to an all-boys school and you switch so the girl would come to the boys school and take all of the guys classes for the day and i would go to their school and i would take all of the girls classes for that day so I've been nauseous thinking about it. <laughs> so I participated in that and um, it was a blast. It was so fun. And again, at the time in high school, I was 
super outgoing and bubbly. I just a very <laughs> a different person. And um, I, I we were in a we were in a class and Haley, you probably know her name because I, I don't remember her name, but it was a class called Death and Dying. And it was taught by mm -hmm. what's her name? I don't remember her name. I know exactly uh, what you're talking okay, about. Okay, well that that teacher, uh, she taught the class, and I was we were telling stories about death and about ghosts, and I was sharing my stories, and I finished speaking, and she just looked at me, and she goes, "God, you can replace Oprah," and she's she's like, honestly, and she goes, "I could just watch you all day." And holy cow yeah that's a compliment it was huge and it's not true of course because nobody course can not. replace oprah but i was just at the time as a kid i just thought oh, oh, oh. like and then i now as an adult i'm like wow that was very that's nice. such a sweet sweet thing to say um and then my english teacher it was just small moments with my english teacher i actually got Wait, to i was going to comment on what you said about the trading places thing sure like i went to public school and i just think it's funny hearing how private school kids, like how they function versus like going to public <laughs> school. Like, like we didn't have stuff like that. Like well, you only our, did... our classes were so impacted. Like <laughs> I went to like an LA USD school. Our, yeah. our schools and classes were so impacted. Not enough, you know, textbooks, not enough space. Like for things to like happen like that in a public school, I'm just like. Yeah, it's definitely a privilege. It's to... definitely a private school thing. Like yes. your parents pay for that. Yeah, but... yeah. Um, or people have scholarships, you know, not to yeah. shy away from that, but and the schools offer a lot of uh, aid and help to students that yeah. couldn't, couldn't. But I, pay I just for think it. it's funny, like mm -hmm. that's an experience. It is. It's a totally like, yeah. It's it is a very privileged thing to yeah. have have happened. Um, and then the last one was just my English teacher. She was. Um, it wasn't like one particular thing. It was just her being such a nice. I would have lunch with her all the time during lunch, like our our lunch. I would eat in the classroom with my best friend and her and we would just laugh and just like she was a friend and um we still are in contact not as much but we yeah like we followed each other on instagram and i had lunch with her outside of school once we graduated and um yeah she was just she definitely had a huge positive impact on me and she was super nice your guys's thoughts aside from trading places you you're good oh i just think it's really cool like we tend to have everyone tends to kind of have that one teacher that they keep in contact with or at least stay on social media or mm -hmm. with you i know it's like two teachers because yeah. they're a couple i have a few that i follow on social media and i still see them around town because mm -hmm. um i don't live in the city where i went to high school with and a lot of teachers live in this city now and mm -hmm. obviously not far away so i still see some of them so i run into one of them at target all the time and cool it's kind of funny yeah, yeah. miss bunkers was like that for me after oh in contact yeah after high school i i like was having a breakdown like i didn't know what i was mm. doing so i asked her if she can meet up and she talked she was like just follow your heart and she was like, you just gotta do what what you think is right just keep doing what you're doing what was the Generic. name of that uh she was a teacher blonde hair she was really young and like quirky and um one of our friends had a crush on her kind of oh uh-huh what's her name the teacher Miss Lemus, I think. No, no. She was the blonde teacher. Oh, God. I don't know her name, but. There's a lot of, there was a few of them like that. Yeah. She was just like a young white woman in her 20s. She looked like she was in her 20s. And uh, one of our friends, I think, had a crush on her. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I loved her too. I didn't even know her, but she was really cool. And I liked how she was always trying to be so serious. Some cool teachers, yeah. And uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. Tell us about Ben and Jerry's. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, ben and Jerry's, um, 
announced that they're coming out with a new ice cream flavor in honor of Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Um, so in honor of um, the former football player, um, Colin Kaepernick, you guys know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I say that already? Say his um, name one more time for us. <laughs> yes. um, all the sales of the new ice cream flavor um, will be going, a portion of the proceeds will be going to the Know Your Rights campaign um, devoted to black and brown communities. Um, and this specific ice cream is non-dairy um, and vegan, just like Colin Kaepernick is. What's it called? Um, so that's what's funny. It's going to be called Change the World, but world, like W-H-I-R-L-E-D. Oh, that's cute. I'm going to go to the store and buy that. It's like a brownie, chocolatey heaven like a in your mouth. Like Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, clever. <laughs> That is all. <laughs> I just want to know what you guys thought. I think um, Ben and Jerry's has a reputation for being really liberal super. and just super cool. Yeah, they're, they're quirky and fun. Yeah. And it's just like they're not conservative at all. And like, I like that they, they're using their platform of having this brand and using it for good. I think it's really cool. And it comes out in 2021, so everyone go buy it. Cool. I think they're smart in choosing to support causes or celebrities like that. Cause then, I mean, it's just it's just smart business. Like, yeah. if, if you go by politics, the popular vote typically always goes to the more liberal candidate. Mm-hmm. So of course you kind of want to support that because chances are you're gonna make money. So I think good for them. I think um, giving proceeds to those foundations is also good work. Um, just go buy the damn yeah. ice cream. Buy it, eat it. I Love wish it. they'd give Colin Kaepernick his career back. I don't think he should have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he's doing fine. I mean, I don't know that personally, but um, I mean, he's become a political figure and a public speaker. So hopefully um, he's doing okay. but I I would much rather have him have his career back. He should not have been let go for taking a knee. All right. I don't Uh, think ice cream. I was just to add to that. I don't think ice cream is is an equivalent to that. Yeah. All right. uh, Edwin, tell us about the state legislators filing lawsuit against Facebook. So um, 48 state legislators came together and are going to file an antitrust lawsuit against um, Facebook and its affiliate companies, which include the WhatsApp. And sorry, that make, WhatsApp just makes me laugh because it me reminds too. me of like Mexican moms. Like, <laughs> like it's just such a Mexican mom thing. Like my mom's What's on that? WhatsApp all day and um, Instagram. And they're pretty much arguing that Facebook has a... Uh, complete monopoly on social media. And I think it's true. I mean, just from what's going on and happened and what I see in my personal experience, I think people take Facebook way too seriously, not just in the sense of like friends and posts, but people think what's on Facebook is law. And in the news, like a <laughs> yeah. good form of like getting their information. It's, it's yeah. really sad and scary. And I think that like, in regards to like my family, like I think about like my mother that doesn't really watch the news. Like I'll watch and read the news. My mother doesn't. She watches and gets her information from Facebook. And if everybody did that, nobody would be informed. And I think there's a huge potential and it's a huge risk for Facebook to have this monopoly and to allow this to happen. And that's not the first case like that that's happened this year. Um, I think Google has come under fire for that too, for monopolizing the search engine. And Google is, does pay um, 
companies to be the primary search engine on their devices. Like if you own an Apple iPhone or a computer, um, the search engine on Safari is Google. So I mean, I mean, yeah, but every company does that. Every company pays anyone that's in wants to be Google searched is going to pay extra money to be the prominent top one. Any business would do that too. It's not just Google anybody anybody that owns a business is going to make sure that if they have the money to pay for it they're, they're going to be google. exactly so google's guilt everyone's guilty of doing exactly what google does the only thing is that google has so Billions. much money and power and platform to yeah. control the market so so we'll see what happens because i mean side my- note i'm kind of pissed uh mark mark zuckerberg has already made several mistakes that are frustrating but one of them is also trying to steal the land of uh, this is off topic, but since we're on Facebook, it's my opportunity to talk about uh, Mark Zuckerberg trying to steal the land off of Hawaiians who have owned the land in Hawaii for hundreds and hundreds of years, generations of these families that have owned these properties for a long time. And Mark Zuckerberg is suing them so that he can take that land because they don't want to sell it to him. And he's because he's Mark Zuckerberg has gotten that land that is still owned by them to be bricked or like um, they put a fence up and they're not allowed on their own land. These people who own this land are not allowed on it. The police will arrest them and take them. It's their land. And Mark Zuckerberg already has control of it because he has billions of dollars at his disposal. So how is he able to do that if they refuse to sell it to him? Because the rich can get away with anything. They tie it up in litigation so much. So that... he's in dispute, but he's so already... So who, he pay... who is he throwing money at? Like He's who... probably giving the government money. And if he isn't, he's just that powerful enough that yeah. that Hawaii officials might just say, we want to help Mark Zuckerberg out because he's going to do X, Y, Z for us. So we're going to protect his, not land yet, but his future land. If, it's if you have the money, terrible. if you have the money, you can tie anything up with so much lit- litigation that at the end of it, it makes you even question if you even want it or not. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what he's doing is just... And those people don't have yeah. the money to, the to fight back yeah. and they don't. Right. So can't probably an, can't afford lawyers or, what you an, know, what, what a terrible... What an, I want to say a bad word, <laughs> but Aaron will get mad. Um, say it, go ahead. If you I just want to call him an asshole. Like, it's just like, I can't believe things like that are happening, especially like in this day and age, like... We recognize colonizers as not being good. Well, we all don't. Just the people that I literally surround myself. He's a colonizer. He's, he's being a colonizer. He's literally being yeah. a white privileged brat. Like in 2020, you're taking land from the people that have populated that land. Wow. Well, this just makes me even more happier that Facebook is getting sued. All right. Wow. Um, so. A former Israeli space security chief says that extraterrestrials exist and President Trump knows about it. He said that this galactic federation does not want humans to know they exist yet because humanity is not ready. Uh, Ashed is a respected and retired general and professor and also said that agreements have been made between the species as well as an underground base underneath the surface of Mars. Allegedly, they have a contract to conduct experiments here on Earth and that Trump has come close to revealing this information, but obviously he hadn't and this guy did. So, Edwin, I uh, I know as one person who wants to believe in aliens but will not say they exist until you see proof, how do you feel about this kind of story? I mean, I don't know why you choose to call me out on this. I'm not calling you out. We've talked I about told, it in I this know, podcast. I told you I believe in aliens 
I just don't think there's enough definitive proof for everybody. Like, not everybody has had an alien encounter. Not everybody has had a ghostly encounter. <laughs> well, the one time I was abducted, I didn't. You're right. I forgot about that. But, I mean, if they want to show themselves, like, come, show yourself. I want to see you. Come. Where are you? They said that's why they're saying like they don't believe humanity is ready yet, which is why they asked. Allegedly, they have asked these leaders and people in on it to say, "Do not announce us to the to the world yet because they aren't ready." Yeah. So and it's I true. Agree. We weren't ready for COVID. I mean, maybe we can't handle face mask. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with them. I think they're smart aliens. It should be interesting to see if we ever see within our lifetime. I I hope I'm alive. Yeah. I'm sure. I think we will be. I think yeah. we'll see it. You think but, so? Yeah. I mean, they're already announcing it. Officials are already announcing it. I think we'll we will see. I mean, in 60 years, we're gonna yes. It, but I I, will. I would be afraid to be an alien because people humans are mean and rude and. I'd be afraid to be an alien. I'm a human, honestly, because I'm sure their technology. Literally, they have if they have an underground, uh, um, an underground you like uh. God dang it! What's the word? Hold on. Give me a second here. Under, I'm sorry, a base underground of Mars. They're Holy significantly crap. more advanced than we are. Yes. And if they've been able to conduct experiments and actually just be on the Earth without us being aware, but, we're not the threat here. They're, but if that is you know, true, then they are not a threat. And they want. it looks like absolutely. they want to live they with coexist. us. They want to coexist. Yes. But humans are not ready because That's why I'm not humans a, are petty and humans But I don't mean. trust. I don't think that humans will be... I think they could take us out if they wanted to. Yeah, they would have done that already. Yeah, so, it, so it's more the human. I feel more like the humans would do something, something somehow to just tip yeah. them over the edge or do somehow just do something to where they would have to defend themselves. There's and a we end up dying. Yeah, there yeah. is a redneck out there ready to shoot an alien. I can guarantee you. And his of name course. is T R U M P. All right. Uh, last story is I believe Haley. Oh yes. Tell us about the. What uh, is it? The Trump administration. So um, I read that the Trump administration carried out their ninth execution of the year. um, And they have four more executions planned um, in the next couple weeks before Joe Biden's inauguration on January 20th. Um, The most recent one was the case of Brandon Bernard. Um, He was put to death by lethal injection. Um, And uh, he... It's well, I read that it's rare for execution um, of a person who has committed a crime in his teens. Um, he was, I think he was 12 when he committed the crime. Who was oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm confusing with another person. Um, but basically, this is one of those cases that Kim Kardashian had appealed to the president um, to change his sentence from death to life in prison, but it just wasn't happening. Um, when it was sent to the Supreme Court. Um, But I thought this whole story was just interesting because I I read that executions are are rare, especially during a presidential transfer of power. Um, The last last execution during... Oh, quick question for you guys. Mm -hmm. Do they call this... Is this what the lame duck is? Do you guys know what a lame duck is? Yeah, but I know of a lame duck session, not... uh... I'm not sure what you're this whole this whole time of transitioning powers is do they call is that is that another word for it like the lame duck I guess well traditionally during the last few months of a president's presidency like Trump is on his last four or five weeks here 
they usually spent it granting clemencies and just like hugging children and you know just like very okay, simple well, that stuff. makes sense then yeah but trump is not doing that no this is um the last execution you are correct by the way in saying lame duck okay it's a, a trend the transition when another president has been elected so from that point to the new president it's considered a, a lame, lame duck. duck okay so um the last execution that happened during a lame duck period was in um eight in the 1890s that was a so that uh, to me that speaks volumes of what is really on Donald Trump's what's on the to do list. And one more thing, um, the first series of executions over the summer um, were white men, and so I read that this was probably a calculating move um, due to it being like the hot time for BLM um, this summer. Obviously, they wanted to. I mean, this is just my personal opinion. Their their way of not trying to be controversial, but the last four out of five inmates that are set to die before the inauguration in January are black. So um, I thought this was a very interesting um, case and situation that happened just because of the amount of social media presence this had. Like um, Brandon Bernard was tra um, trending online on multiple different platforms because you have Kim Kardashian on his side and um, Kim Kardashian historically has pleaded to Donald Trump and has gone to meet with him to grant clemencies to other um, prisoners in the past. And she is an advocate for prison reform. So this was one thing that truly um, was touching to see on her half. Like, it's very interesting to see her just be, you know, like all about fashion and her Vogue shoots and stuff. And now she's training to be a lawyer and does want to help um, prison reform. And she was um, posting and tweeting facts. She said, um, Brandon Bernard should not be executed. He was 18 at the time. He was not the shooter. The prosecutor and five of the jurors now support clemency. He spent decades in prison without a write-up helping at-risk youth. There's bipartisan support for his uh, commutation. Wow. So, so um, he was very young when this happened. And um, it brought an interesting conversation with with a lot of people to discuss prison reform and also how brown and black, this is specifically um, a black person, how they're targeted differently in the racial, I mean, in the justice system. He was very young and the other person was the one that committed majority of the crime. He was there, I don't think by any means necessary, Brandon was innocent, but I do not feel like Warranted it warranted death because he did not shoot. He was just a part of it. He was young. He was stupid. And I think him serving time, even if it would have been longer and him not dying, mm -hmm. I think that would have been fine. She even um, tweeted that she was in contact with Brandon because Kim Kardashian was actively trying to communicate with President Trump. And she tweeted, um, just spoke to Brandon for what will likely be the last time. Wow. Hardest call I've ever had. Brandon, uh, selfless as always, was focused on his family and making sure they are okay. He told me not to cry because our fight isn't over. When he told me he's claustrophobic and that they offered to give him a shot of sedative to calm him down before they put him in the chair, and he just didn't want to panic. I literally lost it. I had to mute my phone so I wouldn't, so he wouldn't hear me cry like that. Mm -hmm. We didn't say goodbye because he wanted to be hopeful that we would be able to talk again. We said talk to you soon. So um, she was um, very involved in the case and what was being said. 
And afterwards, she even said, I'm so messed up right now. They killed Brandon. He was such a reformed person, so hopeful and positive until the end. More importantly, he is sorry, so sorry for the hurt and pain he caused um, others. As he was in the chair, his attorney called me, and they just had their last call and said this. Brandon said he loves you, and he wants to say thank you again. He said he doesn't feel too claustrophobic in the chair. Can I say something? Yeah. Um, I also read that his last words, that he he was uh, seemed very calm and collected right before um, they injected him. And his last words were he, he lifted up his head and turned to the victim's families and said he's very sorry for their loss. And he's he just sincerely apologized to the family face-to-face. Afterwards, the family was um, released a statement and said that 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 they they said with their own words that his apology alone meant a lot of closure. That's what I read. I don't know. It just makes me sad. It makes me feel like, well, would they have been happy with just getting that, you know, a closure? Or did they? No, I, I know. It's just it's just sad how things turn out. I think it's devastating, but I'm glad that we are able to have these discussions, especially in a year and with the presidency like this, where everything is so polarizing. This is just another example of what it's like to be um, Black in this country and the type of crimes and what these crimes can get you, like death, like like Brandon didn't, I mean, Brandon was involved, by no means is he innocent, but he didn't kill um, the victims. He was remorseful and he served the time. And unfortunately, he was executed. So I, mean, I have a question for yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys support the death penalty? Support the death penalty? Do we support it? Mm-hmm. You know... I feel like there's some people out there. No, you know what? I don't. Why not just keep them the ones who really deserve, who literally cannot be trusted to be out in society because they're going to do it again and again. Like those mass murders or something. Serial killers. (laughs) You know, that's like they cannot live without killing. Keep them in prison. Forever. Forever. But you don't think that's like. Wait, you didn't answer. See, because I was in a. I was going to say, like, that is a potential for like, just exa- exhausting tax funds, like, which is why, like, I, I believe in the death penalty for, like, serial killers, like, like Richard Ramirez, like, yes. Ted Bundy, like, people like that, like. So you are in favor. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you were. So Edwin is saying, my... you're saying that you're fine with the death penalty as long as it is serial killers. Yes. Like. Only serial killers. So it depends killers. on the crime. Yes, it depends on the crime. Like, serial killers, yes, like, if. You murder, like, 20 people. Like, Ted Bundy murdered dozens of people. Like, yeah, I'd much rather see him die and not be around society than to exhaust tax funds and taxpayer money. I don't think somebody like Bernard deserves to die. I mean, excuse me, Brandon deserves to die um, because he was remorseful. This was, like, a one-time situation. He could have been reformed therapy. He did enough prison time. And, I mean... To be honest, his life is already ruined being black and being in prison. Like, like the last thing you can do is take their life, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think people like Brandon deserve to be reformed. And I feel like it's a it's a conversation 
I think it's easier to do executions and to have the conversation about what leads to that because somebody like Brandon, he is a black youth and I don't know him personally, but I can guarantee you if he was doing things like this, stealing, because that's what happened. This His crime started from like some sort of theft that him and his buddies were involved in and it was a stupid mistake. So I don't think that's fitting to well, the crime. They they I thought I read that they put people in a car and lit the car on fire after they had stole something from them oh I think God. they had yeah but he he didn't do it the other person did it so he was an accomplice he he was involved like in I believe it was like looting that happened but I think if they can be reformed then yes but something hmm. like serial killers no all right well what about you Aaron no I don't think I am in favor of it I think if it's, I think it, it's kind of like um, similar to the free speech thing. We can't, if we begin to pick and choose what like words can and cannot be said and things like that, um, we get into dangerous territory because then it becomes the majority deciding for the minority, whoever is the majority at that point to say, you can't say this anymore. It's illegal. And what happens when it's flipped, you know, like, let's say Trump supporters are passed legislation and say, no, you can't, we well, can't do this. Well, it's going to affect the minority because it's against what they said. And same thing. So if the, if the minority becomes the majority and they said, you know what, we're paying it back and we're saying this. So I think it gets in a tricky territory. I think we have to decide as a society and say, we're not going to kill other humans, regardless of what they've done, because ultimately that's not up to us. They're a human. I'm a human. And but we can just keep them away from society so that they don't yeah. do it again. I believe like just because they didn't that. respect human life doesn't mean we need to go to that level and say, we're not going to respect another human life, regardless of mistakes and kill them. We're going to stand above it and we're going to take our emotions out of this. Do they deserve to die is a different question. If someone deserves to die, that's understandable, but we're not going to kill them. We're just, we, we know they probably shouldn't, they don't deserve to live on this earth, but they will carry out and have to live with what they've done uh, for the rest of their lives. And unfortunately, that's on the, the backs of taxpayers. But a lot of things that like, you know, if we pay $10 billion in tax money for a warship. Yeah, we're going to pay 500 million for prisoners. It's yeah. the cost of having a country and being in the first world and paying taxes and having a society it's there's going to be some bad eggs and i don't think we should although we would all like to kill off the bad eggs i'm sure we don't need to necessarily do that there's other ways yeah interesting all right well good <laughs> chats good chats i'm that's unfortunate he passed away that's we're ending on a high note um yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah god i wonder if that's going to be on the show if they're going to show like are they already finished rapping? Or they finished the Kardashian show? Oh, no. If they're still filming, I don't know if they might have. I feel like they Whoa. would want to catch that on camera of like her on, on the Kim phone is with him. helping produce and all that. I feel like in the past yeah. she has shown. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't. But I, I don't know if they finished filming. I don't I think they're filming for Hulu already because the Kardashians oh. had, you know, dramatically announced their end with E. But mm -hmm. today it was just announced. Look that... at you getting in your little yes, story. We used to. Uh -huh. Is that really a story? Yes, yes. You guys are so petty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end it there. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Thank you, guys. Bye.